with you people? Every famous nigga that gets arrested is not Nelson Mandela? Yes, the government conspires to put a lot of innocent black men in jail on fallacious charges. But R. Kelly is not one of those men. We all know the nigga can sing. But what happened to standards? What happened to bare minimums? You a fan of R. Kelly? You want to help R. Kelly? Then get some counseling for R. Kelly. Introduce him to some older women. Hide his camcorder. But don't pretend like the man is a hero. You know, I really wish someone would have told R. Kelly this sooner. And, like, I think the craziest thing in his whole situation is that where were where were his people at when all this was like it's just the fact that they upheld him for so long i think that was that was really the more sick thing because like he's had years years of like multiple reports of like sexual misconduct um you know saying none you know all that yeah. all that involves that all that that involves that yeah, exactly. but in this particular case was pretty open and shut far as you know the whole having urinal relations with uh yeah exactly <laughs> like um like he yeah. said, it's wild that he had a camp around him letting this stuff happen, and it was only verified when the surviving R. Kelly documentary came out that his camp was, in fact, facilitating and just letting this shit slide by, which is absolutely ridiculous. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already kind of guessed it, welcome to episode two of the Boondock series recap side pod. Absolutely. Uh, this one's going to be about season one, episode two, the trial of Robert Kelly. Yeah. Um. So basically, basically how the episode um starts off, um, obviously they're watching TV about R. Kelly trial for um being on a fourteen year old girl. To be blunt about it, um. So basically, uh, Riley and all of them are seeing this unfold. Um, and they're just having a conversation on it. And basically, Riley kind of took the position against R. Kelly, a position in defense of R. Kelly from jump. And then Huey's always kind of like the, um, he wants to see how the story unfolds and kind of reads the situation more. Yeah, he's always the um, ground. And then one of the, one of the funnier um, little scenes, actually, in the first couple moments is when... Uh, Granddad said he liked gold showers because he misinterpreted what um, a golden shower. Yeah, was. what a golden shower meant. He said, "I like gold and I like showers." So like, he was with it. That, yeah. He was with it. So that was you know one of the little funnier parts of the opening segment or whatever. Um, but yeah, so pushing ahead a little bit further along, uh, Riley has an exchange with um, a neighbor, uh, Tom Dubois. And this is kind of like the first introduction of Tom. And Tom, as you can maybe guess by the name and his relation that you'll see to the kids later on in the series, he is the Uncle Tom of the show. Um, he's a light-skinned guy married to a white woman. He's a prosecuting attorney, and he happens to be the prosecuting attorney on the R. Kelly case. And he sees the boys walking up the street, walking towards the courthouse, and he approaches them. And this is the first interaction we see of Tom in the series. Um, and so we get a very clear picture of who he is. Uh, you get to see, like I said, he's a light-skinned guy. He talks really proper, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how people back in the day would have said he talked white, that type of thing. And uh, he approaches the boys and says, oh, I see you got your son. You know, do you know about what's going on? And then Riley flips out 
and has one of the best joke spots in the show, I think. Yeah. So basically, Ark, um, sorry, Arkley, Riley was basically saying, um, you know, when making the point of when I see piss coming, I move. When she, she sees piss coming, coming, she, she stayed. And that hilarious. and that was pivotal because it's like, even though even though it's a bit oversimplified version of what the real truth ended up being, it was still it was still very accurate in a in a in its in, on in, yeah structurally or yeah. print or principle on principle it was it was accurate because like the only the only variable that was wrong in the R Kelly situation was that this is a fourteen year old girl man yeah. either 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 way no yeah no yeah, exactly yeah. no it's no matter what yeah but like just in his situation but Riley actually had probably the best defense of R Kelly out of everybody honestly yeah, you yeah know? he did. Because he had, like like you said, even though it doesn't, it's not really contextual, it's logical. Yeah. And see, they use Riley as opposed to any other character to make this joke. And I think that's one really brilliant thing about the writing team is yeah. that they took Riley, the eight-year-old kid, to use this, like, simplified, like, to, to showcase this simplified logic as almost smart. Like, Riley probably really thinks he has a win with that argument. And somewhere there's an adult that truly believes like what Riley is saying through and through. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's the yeah, that's that's a really important part. Yeah, that's and the telltale is that even though he's a child and he's speaking from a child's point of view, there are adults that agree with him. And they had to use a child to tell that joke because it had it been um I don't know, which another male character you know at this point. One of the Wanslers or, yeah. you know, granddad, it would have been, it, you know what I'm saying? People would have wrote it off. Yeah. And I think the key is, is that they, they immediately, they immediately, um, Riley's stereotype is a, a ignorant little boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So hear, hearing it from him, hearing yeah, it from him is like, is like, whoa, whoa. He's, he said like, that's the shock yeah, of like, exactly. so it, it just resonates a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's. That's one thing Riley does do, even though he's a really good, easy, cheap laugh. He's definitely a really good plot device to just get across some like thought-provoking shit sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So moving forward, we have the um, exchange between Granddad and Ruckus at the park. So this is a, a little side, little side segment where basically Ruckus comes in. They're both sitting down playing checkers, and there's Ruckus is explaining how he's thanking the white the white man for the trees and all this stuff. You know, yeah. obviously, obviously, if you've um, seen if you've kept up the previous episode, you've seen what Ruckus is kind of like, what their his character type is, and stuff like that. So you understand kind of like where they're trying to further portray him as. Yeah, they push it by. Um, so this whole scene is it's split in I think two or three parts maybe throughout the episode because it is the B plot. But we're just, we'll wrap it up all at once, I guess now, because it's not really, uh, but so long. The B plot is them having this checker game and Ruck is just going on and on about how the white man has done this and we got to thank the white man for doing that and blah, 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 blah. And Granddad at one point is like, or Robert, the Granddad is like, hey, Ruckus, what the fuck, you, 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 a black is ace of spades, my man. Yeah. Like, how do you think like this? And Ruckus's response 
is a really good showcase of just like how ignorance only begets ignorance. Yeah. Granddad says, "Oh, you want to go explain it?" Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say like that's the thing when it when it comes to anything anything you believe in life, it's okay to it's always okay to have your beliefs, but it's not okay to not recognize when you're wrong. Yeah. Or at least have the possibility of being wrong. Yeah. Um so I think you know that's just that's just something that I feel like they try to poss- possibly get across with this whole thing with Ruckus and you know he just kind of has that mindset you know once you once you believe once you believe something and you've been wrong for so long you can only cover it up with more wrong yeah cuz as soon as he says you're black as the ace of spades uh Ruckus's reply is he has revitiligo you know that thing that Michael Jackson got? Yeah. I got the uh, uh, opposite of it. Every day I just keep getting darker and darker yeah. and blacker and blacker. <laughs> and Granddad's face is just like, what the fuck? <clears throat> because that, then that's the exact reaction you have. Like, imagine when somebody lies to you and you know they're lying. Yeah. And then you ask them, like, all right, elaborate on the lie. And then they lie again. Yeah. And you're like, yo, what the fuck? There's no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's the dummy here? Yeah. Who's the dummy in this situation? Yeah. The person entertaining it or the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or the person saying it. That's a hard one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because from afar, you can't tell, you can't tell a fool from a fool from afar, especially when they're arguing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What Jay said, a wise man told me don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's facts. it, it, It goes back to one of those things like, you would never be able to tell somebody that's too ignorant to not be ignorant just because, yeah. you know, so you got to let them walk with that one. And, you know what I'm saying, you just got to beat them otherwise. And that's kind of how Granddad did. They had him, uh, they, they, Granddad checked him a lot in this one. Yeah. He has a Jamie Lee Lewis argument about marrying your cousin and sleeping with underage girls because that's when they, when they first, when they first opened the scene, rather, they're talking about the boys going to uh, C.R. Kelly mm-hmm. and Ruckus says oh is that that old colored singer that's been sleeping with them young girls young colored girls or whatever and uh, Ruckus I mean granddad even though he knows that shit is totally wrong he's like whoa mm-hmm. not let you gonna kill my man like that didn't Jamie Lee Lewis marry his 14 year old cousin and ignorance begets ignorance Ruckus says yes but that was family yeah you know what I'm saying the ignorance doesn't end yeah it doesn't end and it's crazy. It, it it actually and it also like heightens the notion that, you know, we have we have some we have some black people within our community that that make excuses for for white people. Yeah, exactly. In certain no situations, matter what, yeah. no matter what. And then in uh the, when they end the scene off, they have a last conversation, and just uh, I always want to say Uncle Ruckus or then say Ruckus in my mind always flips between the two of them. Ruckus, his face and the, his reaction to the way he finishes what he says, you can tell that he just admires. He's Like he admires these people to the point of like sanctity. You know what I'm saying? Like his reaction once he finishes his spiel at the end of uh, the checker scene mm-hmm. is just he's just in a deep sweat, eyes rolling mm. back in his head. You know what I'm saying? Trembling and just like Almost like the Holy Ghost spirit almost type shit. Yeah. And the, and the thing, I think 
I think they pushed Ruckus's character so heavy early because I really they really wanted to set up what they had for the future. Like, yeah. like you'll see as you continue down the series, like Ruckus' importance in certain episodes is very key. Yeah. So it's like that pushes a lot of the a lot of the like slower episodes, honestly. Yeah. When it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um so yeah. So yeah, moving forward, uh the courtroom scene. This is this is the this is a telltale of black culture. This is this is the the this scene is something that's gonna stand for us, that stood for us lately in our culture and stood for us then. You're not going to kill our idols in front of our face and we're not going to say anything. You know what I'm saying? Because throughout this whole thing, like the defense, the defenses are, no, let's start with the prosecution. Mm -hmm. The prosecution has every single piece of evidence. They have a video with him saying his name and social security number, then peeing on the girl. They bring the girl in. She tells a story, says that it happened. Yeah. Says that it happened. (laughs) They have DNA, videotape. Exactly. <laughs> Everything. They have every single piece of evidence that they need. But the prosecution does one really, really smart thing. And this is a throwback to the OJ. This is a parallel to the OJ case. The defense. Uh, this this whole situation is a parallel to the OJ case, if you uh, yeah. didn't recognize. Uh, they have every piece of evidence, just like the OJ prosecution yeah. did. But then the defense goes... And they give this run around, run around, run around racism. Yep. And you know what? That's the trigger word. Tom Dubois is married to a white woman. Yep. Mark Furman is a racist. Yep. It's the same thing. It's an al- you know what I'm saying? It's an yeah. allusion to that, but it's the same thing. Like all it took was one no matter the heinous thing you did, it took one person's Mark Furman's slip up is like being a racist is not a slip up. That's just dead wrong. Mm-hmm. But and I mean being married to a white woman is not a slip up and it's not dead wrong. Right. But in, in the sake for the sake of the joke, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. That was your slip up and that throughout everything and now we rejoice. Yeah. That's crazy because it's wild because they just it's it's funny because it's just like they turned they turned on they turned on Tom, but in reality he never did nothing necessarily bad for his community. He never did. And that. in this and, and in this and in this situation, he had all the evidence. It's not like he was wrong. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, and this is another one of examples said. of the case where it wasn't a it really wasn't about right right or wrong when it came to the actual situation. Yeah. It was about what's right or wrong far as like over like the justice morality, system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Morality. Because he because our personal morality cultural morality yeah. is what it is because even tom himself says he says it's a 14 year old girl we can't do this that's yeah. you know what i'm saying like he's like come on people you know what yeah. i'm saying and then it's because if you're not if you're not with us you're against us yeah and that's you know what i'm saying that's a mentality we have and all cultures, I think every yeah, every people, pretty much every like yeah. families, tribalism. Be it if you're not with us, you're against us. It's just how it is. Once you form your bond with your group, if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when you, especially in America, when we rarely get idols that get 
just respect it through and through. Right. And don't get killed. You know what I'm saying? We have to protect those peoples in our in our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. We got to preserve. Because, like, the thing about it is, like, black people, especially especially the black people of of America have to really preserve their culture. Yeah. And the biggest, the biggest, like, I guess like the part of culture, that part of have. our culture that we have are mostly those, the entertainment, the entertainment, the entertainment. Yeah. like people like R Kelly is just, is exactly why. Like, but that goes for anybody that's really, cause really in Bill Cosby, he had people fighting for him tooth and nail to and the end. Still and does still does. Because you know, still at the, like, like George, I'm not George, like Dave Chappelle said, yeah. Bill Cosby paid for the speaker system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like they, he still means something like cancel culture really affected black culture more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cancel culture is that affected because the only real person that really get ate, ate out their life for that shit is Bill Cosby. They threw their... They, they pretty much threw the end of Bill Cosby's life away. Yeah, he's done. Nobody else is really like... You know what I'm saying? Roman Polanski's still up wherever he is. If he ain't dead. You know what I'm saying? And they, they, they threw Bill Cosby's life away, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, he totally deserved to go to jail, yes. Yeah. 100% through and through. But they made quick, swift... He snitched on himself, too, but... Yeah. They threw Bill Cosby's life away. <laughs> Like that, and it wasn't even a life worth throwing away. You know, yeah. and he would have done more good in apology money than he would have been in jail. Yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? That's a, yeah. I so can to that. a certain extent, black people are always going to act like that because y'all take everything away from us. Yeah, you know, so that's why motherfuckers spend their money before you can take it. Exactly. <laughs> so, the thing, the thing, just getting back to the the scene. I think why is it that why is it that you think do you think it was intentional that they let the jury or I guess the dynamic same thing that kind of happened with the OJ situation like Tom and but in this situation Tom lost yeah you know what I'm saying so Tom would have lost in real life in the OJ situation. Right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm getting twisted. Um, but basically what I'm saying, do you think because they're both black and successful at their respective positions, a do lot, you do you think the done nowhere near as successful but, as a black entertainer? But right, but let me fin let me finish what I'm saying though. Do you think do you think that the writers or creators were trying to establish this dynamic or was this just a coincidence? I think it's a coincidence because Tom is still an everyday character. Like, you know what I'm saying? If yeah. Tom does beat our, if Tom does arrest our Kelly, he can't live in Woodbridge. He's not going to live in Woodbridge anymore. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's one, it's one, and it's real life. Yeah. Because, like, a lawyer doesn't fucking matter to an entertainer. Who's paying who? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes down to, like, and I guess, okay, so I guess that leads to the question of do you think. Do you think R. Kelly do do entertainers on the surface they automatically okay they're I guess they're gonna get more adoration just because they're more popular they're more seen and stuff yeah. like that but in situations like this where you know what I'm saying you had another guy that was you know what I'm saying like I said never really did nothing against his community the only thing you had against him that he married a white woman and then immediately like 
you you turn on him just to support oh, you, okay, one of your I favorite see, artists. Okay. I'm trying to see like where do you what do you think about that? I'm more so probing. Like, see what do you think about that? Dude, I think that was just a showcase that it just takes one thing for people to AJ like I don't think it was necessarily that he was married to a white woman or you know what I'm saying they could have said Tom Dubois wears two left shoes every day. People still would have gasped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's anything to redeem your idols. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's anything to redeem your idols and keep them in that position. That's what I think it is. Okay. I think this is one of those, like you said, this should have been, or not should have been, it was pretty much episode 1B. I think, you know, more or less, because they're still introducing characters, still getting it all, uh, kind of set up for what it's going to be as a series mm-hmm. but i don't know man this is still one of my favorite episodes i gotta say yeah so what do you think so so what do you think the kind of like the overarching like theme or i guess what what point do you think that they were trying to drive home with this episode just for closure other than other than get r kelly some help like the clip we played in the beginning it's that black people aren't going to really let their idols die and that we'll take, you know what I'm saying? We'll 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 take the dub. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, no matter if it's on a technicality, we'll take the dub. And because I, we deserve it. And I way. think simultaneously, the the bar from Huey, the key bar, the key phrase was that you need to go get some help for R. Yeah, Kelly. Exactly. Because that's the second part that people don't get. Exactly. No one got R. Kelly help after yeah. he got caught up the first time. They just kept. And yeah, they just exactly. want like getting someone off is, you know, what I'm saying like out of trouble or something like that. That's the first, it's, part. That's the first part. But it, it should always the goal should always be to help and try to, you know, lend your hand like in situations like that, bro. Because like that's something like people need genuine help for. It's yeah, not like exactly. something where like, you know, what I'm saying like, I don't know. It's not it's not something that people can really usually fix on their own. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, you got a very good point there. Like you said, I mean, they wouldn't have had that at the end and so poignant for no reason. Even though, as soon as Huey makes the speech, just like us all, uh, Riley says, hey, you with the fro, boo, turn the music back on. Till next week, it's simple math. <laughs> hey. Peace. Thank you.